I'm excited. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can't complain. It's been a great week. It's been a pretty revealing week as far as my past, my present, and my future. So taking it all in a day at a time, a step at a time, but I'm enjoying it. I can't complain. How about how, how are you? Are you okay? I am. Last week, I wasn't here mm -hmm. um, because of other variables. You know, I moved locations just for the show, but sometimes when you make a little bit of change, it throws everything off. Mm -hmm. I'm back in my comfort. I'm good. Sometimes when you make some change, it throws everything off. That's a, that's a quote right there, you know? Small changes can throw everything off. So, but I'm back. I'm good. I'm happy. Hey, change, progression, growth. That's what we're here for. And we're also here to welcome you all to Baby Radio, episode six. 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 We made it to six, man. We almost out the single digits. I think we're official after that. We can call ourselves like a talk show, podcast. Once you get 10 in, you're good. You in the game. Like, you in the game. So, all right, so blessing to be here. We are here to celebrate our ACG alumni. We're here to um, party with our current members, our graduate members who just graduated in May. Clap it up for them in the comments, wherever you're watching, Twitter, Facebook, uh, wherever you are, clap it up for our May graduates. We also want to um, shout out our past graduates for as long as specifically a baby collegiate group in the program thus far that's had membership. Um, we go back to 2012. 2012 uh, to my last semester at the University of South Carolina in which I had like a vision. I had a dream. I had like an idea. And then if you listen to a past episode of How I Met a Yacht, that's how she became a part of the vision and the dream. But there were also some, some other important people. Yes. And so throughout this episode, we want to bring on some important people within the past eight years since that first collegiate set at USC. And what better way, what better way to start it off by bringing on the Miss Ashley Gilmore Johnson. Yes. Look, I'm not even really here to, um, to talk to Ashley as much because Ashley and the yacht share something in common to where all they do is check me. You know, I can be doing, I can be doing my best. They're gonna let me know that you know I missed the belt loop. Um, they're gonna always let me know that I can do better. They're always gonna let me know that you know this isn't the end point. I was in, and that's motivation to me. So Ashley, I'm glad you're here. Um, I give my background and the you take over. You know we're gonna have a lot of special guests today, so we're glad Ashley is here. But in 2012, December 2012. <clears throat> A baby had done his thing. We had our first impression of We were doing fundraisers. We were having events. Um, we wanted to give scholarships to USC. And so my friend Stephen Magazine was like, you should start a student org before you graduate. And that's exactly what I did. The first executive board came about by just like random combos and encounters. Um, and it was all love. It may not have been. Random conversations. He, this man had his, do you remember the sign in sheet, a speech? Like, Ashley was like, you're going to run. And I was like, girl, no, I'm good. I don't want to run for nothing. She was like, no, you're going to run. Write your name under president, vice president, and whatever else is under that. And it was real legit. Don't let Bryant make you feel like it was real laid back. It was very legit. Yes, it was. Very much so. <laughs> Ashley, describe what you remember because it's been a while. Well, first, are, are you okay? How you feeling? I'm great. Um, I don't know if you've been keeping up with my Instagram. Brandon is driving me crazy with all our DIYs in our house. It's nuts. Yeah. But I'm doing great. Uh, teaching online is interesting, but overall, 
it's everything's good. Real briefly, or you can go in depth if you end up doing it. What what do you remember about you know that first semester, that first whatever you want to call it as a collegiate sector at USC 2012-2013? Nothing. I mean, I remember a little bit, but like I texted I got and I was like, obviously I was traumatized from everything going on because I like walked this out of my life. Like I remember press yourself and some of our stuff, but like trying to you know i was like i don't know what happened it was, it was a lot. We did have good times I, I think i put you in a position to where um we knew we wanted something greater like we knew we wanted to be a part of something dope um we were at usc and it was like okay there's more that can be done and so you came you came about that how do you feel about giving your 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 time at usc um, how do you think it's changed since you were there How's USC changed since we were there? Um, that's a tough question. I definitely don't think it's the same. Um, looking at the kids that are there and hearing stories. Um, my first group of students, they're there now. And just stuff that they say, it's not the same. I think we had a way better time and a better experience when we were there. I think everything was more like a family. You wanted everybody to do great and be great. And I don't know if that's the same. I know Ashley, you know, personally, we grew from that. But, like, do you imagine the hoodred activities we got into in college with social media present? Like, social media was barely present. Like, I don't remember having, going to a party and being on somebody's live, you know? Y'all. That never. changed the culture. Like, yeah. you, now you're wondering why we are all standing on the wall, for real, for real. It's because you have us on video camera <laughs> exactly i think everybody's quick to pull out their phone for every single i just think about dumb stuff that i've done or whatever and if social media was really really prevalent then it'd be kind of bad yes and you know what i think about when i think about like your able experience because we started off having an experience together and then we both was like i can't do this no more mentally i'm stressed and then i had to think about it you were a sophomore and you put together in Pressure Yourself 2013 all by yourself. Jamie was your adult go-to. Like, you know, that's the person you saw as an adult. Yes. She was still in school or just recently graduated. But, like, to be a sophomore, can't buy liquor, but you're throwing this huge scholarship event. Like, you're not throwing a kickback at the Woodlands. You threw at a museum. Like, how was that for you? Like, just looking back at it, like. I guess I've grown from that. I mean, that would be very, I'm trying to think about all of it now, but I think about my experiences now and that's why I'm so calm when I do things from that stuff. I'm like, well, I've done this before. So this can't be that hard, I guess. But yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I guess you don't think about how young you are when you're trying to do something. You just want to be great and like make, like be white proud and like everybody proud, you know? Tell that again. We literally did everything with the idea of, this man gonna say we disappointed him. Oh my God, we done ruined, ruined his mouth. We ruined his baby. <laughs> <laughs> chill, man, chill. I mean, the main thing I know, if I think back um, at both at you guys present, shout out to the first exec board. It was all ladies. Um, I don't know how that happened. We won't get into that, but it was all ladies. Shout out to Francine, shout out to Cat, shout out to Raven, shout out to Sam. Then we only had like six exec board members and I think they all played the same role. Hey, I'll play everybody's role. But that impress yourself, the second impress yourself in 2013 definitely set a standard. 
And I think we we live by that standard for a while. And Ashley, you play a pinnacle part in that. Um, when it comes to like a baby being creative and and creating a new uh, what we would call now vibe for college life, you played a hand in that because a lot of people wanted to party. They didn't know how to mix. Mixer is common now, but back then, you're talking 2012, 2013, that wasn't a thing. And we went from a one-room place in 2012 to a two-floor, two like five-room place in 2013. And we executed. We had, you know, a lot of great people there. If we could pull out that that roster of attendees, that would be crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you all for everything. Oh. That was great. So, lots of memories. Yeah, so on your way out, because we can't keep, we can go all day, but um, a baby stands for self-awareness. Um, it stands for, you know, change, progression, and growth. So change has occurred. As far as self-awareness, if you had to say anything to, to our youth, um, a baby will be moving forward within the next year or two with our Baby Academy program, where we'll continue to work in middle schools and high schools. And putting it out there, we'll be starting our own charter schools. Ooh, yes. Put that out there in the upstate, you know, you know, we're right. Call me in Raymond. There we go. <laughs> so, so how do you feel about the value of self-awareness when in, in the one one turn they may call it soft skills, but how do you feel about kids? Think about your kids taking the things they go through at home and outside of math, social studies. Like how can we help them? What's necessary in education to help them be better people? Um that's a hard one. But the biggest thing that I pushed in my class is, like you said, outside of the classroom, like, how can you be great? And I tell my kids to always self-advocate. So be it your grades or someone's not treating you right, like, speak up for yourself. And so that's really what I want my kids to take away is to be themselves, be stand firm in who they are, and always just, like I said, self-advocate. You are great. They're awesome. I want them to know that and tell everybody, you know, they can't stop you from reaching your goals. There you go. There you go. Somebody typed in the comments so I can go back to I got bad memory. But self-advocate, we're going to add that to the baby philosophy, courtesy of the Miss Ashley Johnson, a member of the first ever a baby collegiate group sector exec board. Thank you for coming out, Ashley. Bye. Bye. It's good to see Ashley, man. Great memories. It's like, like she said, we block those memories out, though, because I really... Before Baby even had a structure, y'all were there trying to create something from nothing. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, that 2014 to 2016 was a blur. Yeah. That was part of my block. And then when I came back, you guys had USC Upstate. Mm -hmm. And that re, you know, that reignited me. That let me know that, you know, it's okay. Everything's all right. Yeah. Well, well, Upstate, we had to put things on paper. And then if we talking energy, if we talking like just the vibe when we talk about how USC is different. Upstate, just compared to USC at any time, is a totally different vibe. So we went from, from starting an organization at USC to going to Upstate. And I don't know how to describe it, but I think we got two individuals who really made their mark in that first group. So right now, I want to bring on the great. We can go forever with her. The great Bree Stu. <laughs> And she got the red cup in hand. Great J. Lou. Look, look. How y'all doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. Hello, Queen. Yes, hair. V, 
Big Box Legends checking in. It's good to see you, brother. Your mic might be on mute, man. You on mute. Look, he muting himself like it's 2014. Get it together, Box. That's how I go. Box, you ain't ready. See? See how you do? His mic ain't working. Look, you can still you can make faces and whatnot. You can jump <laughs> in the comments, you know? But if you want to hop back out, hit the link again. We can chop it up with B Story real quick. Hop back out, hit the link again. We'll we'll bring you back in. But Bree, Miss Brianna Stewart. <clears throat> with the throwback shirt on, the shirt of yes, all. throwback shirt. Yeah. I was trying to find something to put on. And then it was just like, God, I opened up my drawer and I was like, this is it. This is it. How are y'all? top two favorite designs of a baby shirts. Yeah, we gotta put those back out for cheap soon for one day or for expensive. Get us get some champion material. I just need a sweatshirt in that logo again. Yeah, mm -hmm. we'll make that happen. So if, if nothing else, the definition of a day one, you know, when you got your ups and you got your downs, um, you got your honesty, you got all of that that lives in you, Miss Stewart. Um, mm -hmm. So it's good to have you here. How, how I don't know as Mama Stewart. For the entire update sector. Yeah, forever. <laughs> forever. we'll check. How do, how do you feel straight out the gate? How do you feel about a baby? How has it, a baby impacted your life? What does it mean to you? Um, I'll start with that. Don't get me choked up here. Um, a baby just gave me the fire and the purpose just with my work life and just with everything in general. It taught me to go hard with everything I wanted to do. It taught me to be fearless. Just, it taught me to communicate better and show more love towards people I care about. And that everything isn't just about me. It's all about impacting other people. And I have a purpose in my life and I have to use my purpose in other people's lives. Like, <laughs> like I've known Bree since, I don't know, like elementary school, middle school, like, Man. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, a baby brought us back together in a way. I literally, I think I learned this in middle school. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And the growth. Yes, bro. Y'all did it. A baby did it. It did it for me. Can you tell the people a little bit? Because I feel like a lot of people think that when we say that a baby changed us or helped us grow, that we gave them an instructional manual. Like, <laughs> This is literally one of those things that you sometimes feel like you got thrown in the wolves, but you, you, you know, <laughs> literally now just with my job, my boss can say, I need you to do something extra. And I'm like, oh, this is nothing. Oh, I, I did this with baby. Literally, like just when we came to Upstate or when y'all brought a baby to Upstate, it was just like, that was it. Just. On goes. It's never a dull moment. You never know what to expect in a day. Man. One day you're bribing a restaurant for a donation or just just something. It just doesn't matter. And like when I was telling Ashley, you don't reflect on how young you were putting together these events that, like at your job now, professionals with degrees be putting these events together. And we just college You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Y'all definitely created an entirely new wave of a baby. Y'all took the name, made it your own. Y'all created something that I even couldn't deny um, that I had to take and say, maybe what they doing is what we should be doing because how y'all took a baby and allowed it to apply to your lives and what you guys um, have been through was a whole nother level. Like 
as far as cutting onions, you know, that's that's I can't hear Brian invented term. So, so, so yeah, I know, but I can't hear Brian. So you can't hear me now. Can you hear can you y'all? Me? Yeah, I can hear y'all. I okay, so it's okay. I'll ask you questions. So just okay, don't talk while Brian's talking, and then I'm sorry. I'll talk to you. All right. I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to ask Jay Lou, who was one of the most confident incoming members, because a baby USC Upstate was the first time, even though it's only the second time, was the first time that we had like a, a plethora of members interested in the organization. Ask him something based off of that. Yeah. Okay, so Jay, you couldn't hear what Brian said, but Brian basically said, how did you feel as one of the cockiest new members at Upstate? Yeah. And how you tried to um, override any rule mm-hmm. that Madame Solomon had in place all the way from Texas. Mm. Uh, well, basically, you know. explain to us why you can't like you was going hard from the beginning. Like, what did a baby mean to you for you to you know call me up? I was in Texas. Like, oh, I'm go- I'm getting in. Um, basically, I feel like a baby taught me a lot about myself. That like it taught me to ask questions about myself that I didn't know to ask. Like, I wanted to know the answers to, but I didn't know the questions to ask to get to those answers. So it's like, not necessarily y'all gave me what to ask, but y'all set me in the path that <clears throat> allowed me to get to those questions. So I was very passionate about it. And I feel like my level of passion caused me to um, make certain decisions that weren't necessarily uh, agreed with by. Oh, no, they were perfect. They were perfect. It was needed. <laughs> like those decisions was needed. I remember Stuart Bree was like, um, the rules say, but like at that point is when me and Brian realized a bevy has a different, as much business as we could put into it. Yeah, you can't put business on soul and heart and emotion. You know, there's yeah. a different level. Like we still gotta please the universities and follow these guidelines, but you can't put a cap on somebody's emotions. Yeah, and that was tough for me because I really felt like it was a, a second family, like a home, like a family away from like my actual blood family. So and you y'all y'all know me y'all know very like how strongly I felt about that so I mean that translated over very well it got me in trouble a lot but I mean y'all knew I cared y'all knew I cared off it record off the record a baby at upstate is hands down um, the most unique sector we have <laughs> I will say in the sense that um. Year after year, they've had consistency in that family environment. Um, it wasn't like, oh, we all got together this semester, or you know, I've only known you for you know, I see Clinton in the comments coming hard, but <laughs> I'm scared. Look at this. Upstate was like the first PWI HBCU experience, a baby. <laughs> oh man, you gonna say that changed it hard, like a lot because we started at USC. That's a full PWI. USC Upstate might be PWI on paper, but the community, the black community up there is a whole different game. So bringing a baby there was honestly one of the best decisions y'all made. I came after. <laughs> Absolutely. I know, I know, Jay, you can't hear me, but um, for y'all's final question, 
want to hit hit the idea of progression. Um, because you have been around since 2014, even before that, looking at the baby and seeing what's going on. Uh, we'll start with you, Bree, since Dana can't hear me. Um, and you've had hands on. Um, as a charting member, I was about to cry early. Bree, you've had hands on work with, with where a baby was going, where it's headed. Um, you had, you've always had a vision for a baby. How has a baby progressed since it, it started? Look, I'm about to cry. Um, I just feel like the students that come in the org. Let Jaylee answer before I start crying. You have to answer first. I just feel like um not only do y'all impact just like the students within the group, but y'all impact the students across each university. Um y'all bring a different experience and a different view and allow kids to understand like there's more to life. This is how you can chase the path you're trying to get to, or this is how you can really understand what you want to do in life. I'll just keep it at that. But it's my voice cracking, so. <laughs> the question was, since you've been involved in a baby from the beginning of it at Upstate, how have you seen, or like what's your view on the changes that's happened over time? Um, you know how they say people go to college and they find out who they are. I feel like that's what a bevy is now. Like that's what the phrase is for. Like a bevy is somewhere that I came and I didn't know who I was. I had no idea. But look, like now looking back, if I didn't have that experience, I, I feel like I would be just as lost as I was then Man. now. So I feel like that really helped shape me in the way that I don't think I could have got anywhere else. And it's like, it, it makes me think a lot of times, like what made me go, what made me say, oh, I want to do a bevy, but I really just don't have a solid answer. It was just something that like, okay, awareness. Why do I need to be aware? I don't know why, but it sounds like something I need to learn about because I've never heard about it before. So that was kind of my, the best thing ever. So I appreciate y'all for, for asking those questions. This is how the onions get cut, y'all. This is how they the led me to some more. Get cut. It's a pretty natural process. We want to give a big shout out to Bree Stu. Give a big shout out to Jay Lou. The same way we're going to tell everybody. We, we can talk to y'all all night. Um, this conversation needs to continue after we finish this segment, uh, whether it be in the comments, personal texts, groups, whatever. Uh, we're glad that we'll be moving forward to Bevy Stage Association. So whether it be via membership, just knowing what's going on, we hope to see y'all you know, out here in these progressive streets soon, man. Thank you. Proud of y'all. Proud of y'all. What's love? I'll light up the comments for me, man. Shout out to Mercy. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that upstate story is crazy because, like, every I guess every step we're going to take tonight is going to be like a lot. You know? I feel, like, I feel like I have to clarify this. Actually, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do, first of all. But. I feel the need to clarify this because for me, mm -hmm. Upstate pulled the most emotion out of me as a mm -hmm. sector. They, obviously, I love all the sectors and all the connections I've made with everybody. Like I have random people numbers I text, but um, when I first got back as a program director, 
upstate was the sex the sector that tried it and i mean from like the funny man the middle of the night suicide calls to the so it was like layers when i think about upstate i'm getting emotional because i feel like that sector throughout the years was like they i don't want to say they benefited the most like i I can't measure anybody's benefit but whenever the sector fell off they did they did not hesitate to call us up and be like we need you and brian to come down here we done like we we got the clubhouse all our 60 members are here and i need y'all to come talk to us or i just found out i was pregnant like i felt like a human resource guidance counselor big sister it was it was and yeah. I think that's that led me more to my purpose dealing with that sector. Yeah, at our age then we were still young adults, fresh out of college. We were basically the same age as them. That's um, how we saw ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we're not that much older than y'all, but when we got these heavy calls yeah. of suicide, homelessness, and it at that point it became real to me. Like at that point, mm-hmm. I realized what we have on our hand is not just a college organization. It's so it's something big in our next two sectors. After that, you know, really pushed the envelope. They came real fast, like back to back. And one of them being like one of the furthest cities that I traveled growing up because I never, I left South Carolina a few times, but as far as like going to Myrtle Beach, going to Conway, I didn't really get to make a lot of those trips. So once USC Upstate, USC were moving like out the blue, we get interest in other schools. And one of those schools being uh, Coastal Carolina. Yes. At that point, it's literally like, okay, there's something bigger than us going on. Like, I'm dropping everything I got, and I'm going to Coastal, and nobody here I know, we're about to introduce a baby and start an organization. So and that's right- honestly one of the biggest things. It was no longer personal connection. Mm-hmm. Nope. That was, in, that was in the past. And and I we posted a video uh, celebrating the 10 years with this guy that we're bringing to the stage now, Mr. Holito. Clap it up, Holito, in the comments. Yes. So with him, meet somebody who has no idea who I am. We have been texting, emailing, however you want to say it. And I get to his apartment. It's like, okay, what we doing? We're talking about show you around. We already got this pageant pop. We got, as soon as we come out the gate, we have an organization. We got events. We got members. Bam, 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 bam. Um, And that was, you know, five, six years ago. So right. This man, Holito. It was just like, so what do we need? Done. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and so I think at this time it was, you know, as far as jumping into leadership, it was a guy, like you say, who always answered phone, was always ready. But before we dive in, Holy Holy, how are you doing? Tell us about yourself, you know, where you at, what you're up to. Hey man, I'm great. I'm in DC, DC living, um, consulting for the federal government. I work in advanced analytics. So yeah, life is good, you know. I remember talking to Holita before he even graduated college about what he wanted to do next and all this other stuff. So, like, do you remember those conversations? And I was just like, yeah, he on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Trying to, get, trying to get all that. You know what I'm saying? Holito can go down, I think, in the record books when we talk about Coastal. Coastal, during my time in college, at least, holding the crown for uh, the party college of the state of the Southeast. Uh, biggest homecoming, biggest everything. It was just like college life there was a party. And so Holito took an idea of an organization and doubled down, tripled down on the fun 
that this form of education could be. I have no idea how he did it. So I want to use this platform now to ask you, like, when you heard about a baby, tell us a story of how you got it into the school. Yeah. So I actually, I was, I was playing football prior to a baby. Um, and then I wanted to give that up. And um, my friend, New York, Raheem Burgess, y'all don't know his real name. Uh, he was like, yo, you know, come to this interest meeting. Woo. And I went there and it was like six people, there six people there. And um, they did, you know, they, there was a presentation that they did about, you know, passion and purpose. And I was like, oh, this is dope. I want to make this great. You know, it was my it was my first thing, first thing to do. And I remember they voted me as president. And I got on the phone with a bevy and she said, um, yeah, you got a deposit due next week, $450. I'm like, oh, Fendi. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was money. Now, I, was I do want to pause and let y'all know that Holita wasn't in the first I don't want to call. They weren't the first. Um, yeah, no. I wasn't the first. There was a president he before me. He took over an uh, organization that was already established on that campus. So it wasn't like we just started it and we was like, bro, y'all owe money. Polito, you know, jumped on it and he was like, okay, how can I fix these problems? And I was like, well, let me tell you what y'all, you know, let me read off the list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So she said 450 next week. So I talked to my new treasurer. Uh, he was Cato, James Cato, and Cato. Uh, <laughs> he said, "How much money we had?" And I was like, "Oh, okay. Uh, so let's let's push this back a week." I talked to AI. She worked with me, and I said, "We need to get this money." So we had fundraisers. We had, you know, we did. We talked to the students what they wanted to see. We teamed up with the fraternities on campus. We threw parties to get a baby's name out there. We did all that. Broke a couple rules. You know what I'm saying? We gonna we had a pageant. We had a pageant. You know, thankful for Cap Alpha Psi, you know, teaming up with us on that. Um, but we got the money. And I think we made more money. We made more than what we needed to make by the and time. You grew your, um, like your members throughout that process. Yes. Yeah, we went from six members to 47, Yeah. Yeah. At the, um, at the time, Holito, he set the record for, for how many members was even possible in the segment. We was like, Okay, what's going on here? How are you getting this many members? He's like, look, as he was saying, went from six people at an interest, uh, interest gathering, and then to, okay, everybody wants to be a part of a baby because of how we're rolling it out on this campus. Yeah, it was just a fun time. Everybody was able to be involved with other organizations and um, get their name out there. For those individuals that were trying to be a part of sororities and fraternities, that was an opportunity for them to get involved and show their face. and. Um, I think it was a great time. The biggest thing that I got from your time at Coastal with a baby is your passion. Like, it didn't take a lot to get your interest, but as soon as you was interested, Alita was like, "Oh, it's it's a go." Oh yeah. That same year you showed up and impressed yourself, helped set up from eight in the morning. You got the like the most attendees from Coastal at the time. Like, we still haven't seen that many people from Coastal that impress yourself yet, but. You you basically carried it on your back. You was like, "Oh, this is great. This is good. I'm gonna make it great before I leave." Like yeah. that, it was instant. That was the goal. That was the goal. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't like do nothing average in life. <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate you. We definitely want to ask you a question 
um, as far as the history of a baby. Um, when we look at change, progression, growth, when you talk about how you started a baby, you talk about like people joining so they can join other orgs. You talk about having to break some rules. You talk about being at one of the most fun schools on the map. Um, how have you grown since you were that president for a baby at Coastal? I reference a bevy in everything that I do in life to this day. Uh, when I left Coastal and I went to George Washington for grad school, um, I, I became president of the grad student organization there. And all the problems that we had, we had money problems. Um, I changed the constitution so that our program could get more money, more funding from the university at large for student activities, you know, just like a bevy needed. Um, I, I, I went to corporate America. I started an affinity group for minority ethnicities to basically help minorities find their place in the workplace and have a community for us. And uh, we had funding of 5,000. I expanded that to 10,000. Uh, it's the fastest growing affinity group at the corporation. It's only been around for seven months. Uh, we, throw in a, we throw an event every month. Um, but I, I, I give it all to A-Bevy. A-Bevy, it was, it was like a startup. That experience was like a startup. I didn't get into a well-oiled machine. Um, I started something, you know, I, I started, yeah. I basically yeah. started it. So I think that entrepreneurial mindset followed me um, throughout all of my experiences in grad school and now in corporate America, uh, even in my projects. I build tools, I build technology um, that is innovative and uh, just that constant need to think about how to create something new and uh, provide a solution to a problem. I, th I think it all started with a baby. I love that. And I love like your story started from like, I left football and I started working for the people. Like, how can I make this better? How can I carry people with me? Like mm -hmm. from our conversations, everything you've done thus far has been, I've made it this far. How can I take people up with me? And just continue to do that, so. We love and appreciate that. Absolutely, man. We thank you. We thank you for joining us tonight, Olito. As we've told everybody else, the conversation will continue. Um, a Baby Stage Association DC coming soon. Uh, the DC Network. We, we hope you'll be a part of it. Um, so we'll definitely, definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're proud of you. We're glad that through a baby you found um, your passion, path, and purpose. And we're glad that you've taken it to total other heights than we could ever imagine, brother. Yeah, absolutely. All Thank right. you. We're going to check in. Yeah, man. Coastal, coastal kind of, Coastal set a standard for the fact that, like, there are no excuses. Like, we weren't close to them. It wasn't come visit. Coastal and Holito definitely set the standard of self-reliant. Like, he used to call and just want to know the rules. Mm -hmm. and be like bit got it you know definitely like he said he took over something that started up and just made it great yeah we definitely look at a baby as a school um i think it's dope that he mentioned it like a startup like a business yeah the business of life the business of self the business of growth so i think i think that's an amazing you know analogy to look at is even as me as executive director us moving forward um how do we stand tall in the business of making the world a better place by making people more self-aware. For sure. 
I think um, it's something that people need to realize over and over again. It is what you put in. Like with anything else in life, it is what you put in. And guess after guess, you're getting that. Like guess after guess, their experience was that because of what they put in or how open-minded they were. So, whew. Yeah, I'm man. Trying to keep it coming. Absolutely. I think, I think around the same time, like we had a, we had a spurt in new sectors. And so if that's the right word, but one of, we went from like USC upstate again, that type of energy, the coastal, the energy that Holito just described. Mm-hmm. I, I think I can label as our most liberal sector, right? A campus that if there were problems at USC that we recognized, those problems were even, you know, more, more visible and possible at this school. Uh, and so. it is the school that I compared everything to because that was where my heart was first. I compared everything to it. Anything USC had, I compared to it. That's what led me to A-Bevy was that com- competition and that comparison that I constantly had. And then for us to have a sector mm-hmm. at this amazing school, I was like, yeah, they're yeah. going to kill it. And, they, and we made it happen in the first group of individuals that that joined the organization were all young ladies. Yes, always. <laughs> right now, we want to bring two of those young ladies on. Um, want to bring on Miss Brandy and Miss Shakina. Y'all clap it up in the comments for them real quick. Yes. Hey. Shout out to a baby. Hey, y'all. Make sure y'all can hear us. Winthrop really set the tone, reset the tone for... Um, what a baby looks like in a book. Um, by that point, we had a gap of, okay, what does it look like when you have too many people who want to join? What does it look like when you have people who have no idea what they're joining? What does it even look like to join? Once you join, what are you supposed to be doing? What are the initiatives? Um, how does the exec board look? If somebody in the exec board gets sick, how are we supposed to get them some medicine? Like, what are the expectations? Winthrop was so uh, to the point. And I think, D, I'm, I'm glad to have you two here because you two represent a high energy at Winthrop, right? You guys were there, not just in a baby, but at Winthrop in general and played a middle ground and a whole left ground to a, a certain type of experience at Winthrop. I, I can't go any deep into it, but y'all play a key role in that. Y'all represent that. I want y'all to know that. We I was like, when we went from university to <laughs> like at, at Winthrop this we were talking about like upstate being like an HBCU I make sure I say it right you guys held you guys held the the minority experience down at Winthrop that's what I want to say yes but I also want to say out of all the schools that we had sectors in Winthrop pushed the arts on its curriculum, the hardest. So when it came to us in the art and education school, Winthrop was definitely like the fact that you got to go to all those culture events to graduate. Off top, art was you know push. Yeah, yeah. But before we talk y'all's heads off, John ain't got to <laughs> yet. We'll start with you, Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? Up to let the people know what's up. You know. You know, just taking it one day at a time. Um, I currently work for the Department of Health, so life is really crazy. Um, so just trying to keep sane during all of this. Well, we appreciate the work you do, okay? Because Thank you. how are you, Shakina? 
Um, I'm good. I recently just accepted a job in Charleston at an elementary school, and I will be an assistant site coordinator for an after school slash summer camp organization. Um, we mainly yes. focus on mental, physical, emotional wellness of all the kids in our care, and it's more than just child care. We do field trips. I'm like a counselor. I'm like a teacher. Best friend, auntie, mama some days. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to move around Miss Rona so we can get some kind of summer camp set up because a lot of these kids need it with being stuck in the house with their parents for the last two months. Oh, yeah. So I'm currently planning everything out and trying to figure out the safest way for us to go about doing that so that the parents can get a break and so the kids can get back um, I'm I'm reading our tagline at the bottom <laughs> about how we look alike, and it's like which one's brand? <laughs> Sorry, <My name laughs> which one's brand? <laughs> y'all don't look, y'all don't look alike. I just oh, yes, it is true. If you see one, you will see other. Yeah, that that's that's a real thing, and y'all changed my life as far as being true to yourselves. Uh, me having experiences that went through via uh, the love of my life, via what a yacht told me, via any other type of travels. When I got to winter, I'm going to hype y'all up enough. When I got to winter, y'all were like a breath of fresh air, um, especially amongst the individuals that, that started it. So uh, at the gate, when we made those trips, I don't think a yacht was able to make it, but she was definitely in contact. Oh, I definitely was there for the awareness evaluation. I was oh, I remember, My memory bad, man. My memory bad. But but at, at the end of that, how do you guys think a baby made an impact on Winthrop's campus? Like at the gate, like why did you join in? What was the impact you know that it made? Um, I'll go first. I, I would say my reason for joining a bevy. Um, so my greatest fear in life um, was not uh, fulfilling my purpose on here on earth, um, and I felt like a bevy definitely pushed me in the direction I needed to go in to figure out what my purpose was um, so I wouldn't have that fear anymore. Um, and also because um, I did have, Courtney, our good friend, was in a bevy before we joined. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was another reason why I wanted to get involved. And what was the second part of your question, Brian? It was as far as went through. Um, the, like the, the impact you had on the campus. Yeah. Um, it definitely brought um, a different space for um, minorities that weren't involved in um, like sororities or fraternities, um, gave them some place to call home. Um, although Winthrop is very big on diversity, um, I think a Bevy played a huge part in um, allowing us minorities that didn't have a place to call home to have a place. That's a bar. Shakina, how you feel? Well, I joined a bevy because Courtney and Brandy was like, all right, BY about to bring this organization to campus and we all need to get together and be in it. Also, I was on my third major at Winthrop. So I was really in a spot where I had no clue what I wanted to do with myself, with my life. And we went over like the purpose and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is exactly where I need to be right now at this space of my life. And it helped me figure out exactly what I wanted to do, which is 
work with kids, work with families to help them um, be better as a whole. And as far as A Bevy on Winthrop's campus, um, I feel like we tried to make it a family environment as much as we could. And I think that's what drew so many of our members in. Like Brandy said, it gave the minority students on campus who weren't a part of a fraternity or a sorority or any other big organization, it gave them some place to come and feel safe. Um, after like the first year of having a bevy on campus, Brandy and I and Courtney became like everybody's auntie. Um, we would get calls about all kinds of stuff, homework, boyfriends, girlfriends, just, just all kinds of stuff. And at the time, I think we all kind of felt like we all the same age. How are we supposed to, like, what are we supposed to say? But I guess for them, we didn't look like we were the same age as them. We didn't carry ourselves the way, you know, a regular undergrad student would. So I do think that A Bevy was a place for everybody to call home. And I'm glad that it continued um, after we graduated and it got bigger, way bigger than what I thought. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like that sense of maturity, like when you walk around and tell people, I think I know what I want to be. I think what my passion, I know what my passion is, or like when you know what your purpose is in life, it creates this aura of I'm older. Mm -hmm. Like when me and Bright was talking, I was like, y'all calling me about real life? You been called like what? But it's that sense of <laughs> when you don't know, the fact that you can call out, yeah. I know what I'm passionate about. Like that just seems so mature to people. But when you're in a baby, you feel like that's how all of us feel, you know. So, yeah. I'm really proud of y'all because I feel like Winthrop, out of all of the schools, has we do have. I say we. I owe y'all tuition, so we um, had the most options for clubs and organizations. Like out of many schools in SD, Winthrop has a plethora of orgs. A plethora. Yeah. So. <laughs> out and have that longevity that's definitely proof of the people who laid that foundation and laid that reputation on people because y'all definitely do that <laughs> I will say though I looked up to the both of y'all as soon as we joined AW I was like they know what they're doing got going on they got a plan and that's something that I want to be a part of. That's something that I need to be a part of. I need to get myself together um, so that hopefully people that come up under me will look at me and be like, oh, if she can get it together, then I can get it together. So, Did you know we were still searching ourselves? And we want to thank y'all for, you know, helping us along that search because I think it's a reciprocal process. You, yeah. We were help, aiming to help you. At the same time, you were helping us. I want to thank you guys for doing that from then to now and definitely continue into the future. Thank y'all. Thank you. Shakina, yes, where, thank you. where are you right now? Charleston. Charles Brandon, where Charleston. Are you? I'm okay. in Rockville. You and Raquel? Yeah. We're going to do, as far as the Baby Stage Association, we know we want y'all to be the faces in some form or fashion. Brandy. You got a heart at home, so you know we still throw you in the Charleston network. She okay. Let us know if you're interested. I would love for y'all, 
you know, to to push that forward into that community and continue making impacts. Brandon, I, yes, hope, of course. Brandon, I hope you stay safe. I um, will. Thank you. Thank you. You know, stay safe, stay sanitized, and thank you for everything that you're doing. And Shakina, I'm glad that you have a job where you get to be yourself and make an impact in the world. <laughs> no. There you go. It was Thank good talking to y'all. We're going to light up the comments later, and we're going to check in with you. See ya. Bye. Damn. Tell you. We can do this all night, man. I know we usually do like an hour, but I'm down to, I'm down to you know. It's got me thinking. It's funny that she said that because I feel like the entire A Bevy process or me joining A Bevy, I feel like it's a little different for you. You started it, your vision has changed over time, but me joining it, I joined it lost. <laughs> and then throughout the, the, there's different parts of my life that I was lost. Like I was talking about Upstate earlier. I remember going to the retreat that was held there and I was just like, I hate my job, I'm quitting, I'm moving to Texas. I do this shit so y'all don't have to. Like. <laughs> I hate my job, and I tell y'all this and that because I want y'all to do better. I don't want you to graduate and be miserable, like, and that's really my learning process. Yep. And now, now we're at a turning point to where we make this our lives, and, and we're able to look at all the fruits. Yeah. I won't even say our labor, but the fruit of our passion, the fruit of our of our lifestyles, the fruit of our well being. Speaking of well being, um, big shout out to the Baby Wellness Fund. We're proud to introduce that. Um, which at this time will benefit all the Bevy members, but more specifically, because we have memberships with ACG, um, it'll benefit a current member or a past member who was affected by COVID. Be shout out to everybody who's donated so far. You can Thank donate you. now. Make sure you hit cash app, dollar sign, A-B-E-V-Y. Um, every dollar counts. Um, so we truly appreciate that. Also, if you like this shirt, this is a Bevy Collegiate Group shirt. It's one of the newer ones that last year's new members are getting. Uh, we got that on sale. Um, right now on the site. So shout out to all our ACG alumni. Hop on, grab you a shirt, make a dollar donation, apply for it and get, you know, get, get whatever you're going through back. Yes, sir. I feel like when we talk about all these changes and this growth in the sectors, mm -hmm. this next sector Man. definitely pushed a ACG as a whole to grow. Mm -hmm. It was um, not only our rival school you know from where we started but just as a whole the family aspect the community aspect the uh -huh. the way they wanted to push what a baby was for them i respect it hands down yeah so first first what we who want to bring on is the person who started it single-handedly um if i'm not mistaken miss mandasia dillard was the first person Trying to think, I don't want to mess nothing up, but as far as sector wise, she started a sector all by herself. Yep. Um, she said, I want to bring a baby to Clemson. Um, somewhat soft spoken, but at the same time, aggressive, honest, to the point, gonna get it done as anybody else can be. So we're glad to welcome to the floor, to the stage, Miss Mandasia Dillon. Clap it up in the comments. <laughs> How you doing, Mandy? I'm good. How are y'all? We good, man. We good. So, so tell us what you up to now. You know how how you doing? We haven't got to got to speak much with you, at least publicly, since the summit last year. Yeah. Well, I'm just currently I'm still in nursing school and I'm still working part time in Gray Court, but I've been pulling some full time hours. 
since I ain't really doing nothing else. Oh, that's about it. Okay, so so just a quick question for you: Why did you bring a baby to Clemson? Okay, so being at a school that was very focused on math and science, and it just kind of felt like a lot of us were all just kind of wondering. Like I came across so many people, including myself, where I had been in a curriculum for four years in biology, my minor in microbiology, and I still didn't want to work in my field. Mm. And then, um, of course, I, I don't know. I don't know why I saw you posting or what or how it ended up. I came to USC to a a baby. What was it? A summer, like the summer summer thing? Yeah. 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 I just I just came. You know, I had no idea what it was going to be like, what was going on. I was just like, you know, like, I see what you're doing. I see you working and I want to be a part of it just from the whole Lawrence County standpoint, too. Like, you was putting on for the city and I was like, the least I could do is get it at Clemson, too. So. I remember Brian being like, um, there's this girl named Mandasia at Clemson. She's serious. She bringing it. Can we get a table? Like, I was like, okay, this is fast. <laughs> like, got an advisor. Like, it was like, 300 people signed, like, let's go. Let's go. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we coming down to Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, one thing you definitely can't deny at Clemson is ever since you started it, um, being how you described the campus, a baby's uh, mission and impact always grew. Um, I can't really think of a time where it kind of dipped down, uh, which is no shade to anybody else because campuses work differently. Crews of people work differently. We as people work differently. But the energy at Clemson is a whole nother level now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sands like national championship football, forget all of that. A baby itself runs Clemson. Like, that's the thing. And so right now, besides you, because you brought it there, I want to bring up someone who recently, you know, graduated with his master's before that. He flipped his master's around quick, but he made a standpoint as an alumni now while he was at Clemson. And so I want to bring on Mr. Sherman Jones. What's up, y'all? What's up, everybody? Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. So right now, even after he got his undergrad degree, he still continued to help and make sure baby at Clemson continued to progress. So on one Uh end of the screen, we have the person who planted the seed. And on the other end of the, the screen, we have someone who looked at all the trees and made sure that they continue to grow even higher than they have before. So Sherman, how you doing? Just tell us about yourself. How you been feeling, man? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Uh, I'm good, b White. I'm good, all right. Mandy, it's so good to see you, girl. It's been a little minute. You know how it is. Um, but I'm good. I'm uh, I'm elated. I'm super excited about this Masters. Um, it was hard work, but it was passionate work. Um, and y'all already know, I thank a bevy all the time for helping me find myself in college, find out what I'm passionate about, and you know, put me on the right path towards, you know, uh, really getting into, you know, working for the youth and getting them educated and everything along those lines. So I've always been happy, you know, since I joined ABED, you know what I'm saying? I've always been happy to help. So I feel great. That's awesome. What made you join ABED? Like, I can say I know what you got out of it, but Mm -hmm. to a limit, but what made you, like, what drew you to it? Right, yeah, because it took a while, right? I didn't join Abenia until my senior year, right? Um, So, you know, we established in 2016, and, you know, they had that fall, that charter class or establishing class, and then they had the spring 17 class. 
Um, and, you know, I was looking at what they were doing. They took this really cute picture, Mandy. I know you remember of everybody in black on the stairs in Hendrix. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I was looking back and I was like, I know way too many people in that picture to not know what this organization is. Um, and at that point, you know, I talked to Kayla and I talked to Vanessa. Um, and Clemson has this knack, or used to, I got rid of it, you know, after a while we got rid of it. But we had this knack for saying that A Bevy at Clemson was a group of dope people doing a lot of dope stuff. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know what, I'm dope and I want to do dope stuff. Um, so I went to the informational. Um, and Aaron and Sejira were speaking and, you know, they were going over some of the basic information. And, you know, I looked around at who was in the room and I said, you know what, I think I can see myself really, you know, getting into this family field that they're really trying to push and, you know, doing some of the good work on campus that they want to do. Um, and it aligned with my values. And uh, I think it was a really pivotal time in my life, you know, because I knew that I was spending four years in a program I didn't want to do when I left. Right. But I know I just wanted my degree. Yeah. So it was like I really need I need this opportunity to find myself outside of computers and outside of math and science, just like Mandy was talking about. She was spot on. Um, and I mean, the informational hooked me. And, you know, I went through that membership week and history was made from there. You know how it goes. I will say y'all have been consistent. Is it Clemson who started the numbers, the sectors? Numbers? <laughs> <laughs> I, like as program director. Messed up the order, and you guys know Brian is real particular about certain stuff. And I'm just like, the order mm-hmm. doesn't matter. No one cares. No one cares. Nah, Clemson. Yeah. Number seven. Listen. Seven, I don't know nothing else. USC and seven is Clemson. Okay. Nothing else. That's it. Seven is Clemson. Y'all can change the numbers as many times as you want. Seven will be Clemson. And so don't tell any other sectors that they are seven because it's not true. That was it. I, I think the main the main question I have for you guys is um, is a two sided question that bring us from then to now. Um, Mandy, can you tell us what was your vision for wanting to bring a baby to Clemson? Like, what did you want it to do for the campus? That's hard for me because I'm looking back and that. I mean, senior year was almost like a blur for some reason. Like, there are so many things going on. And when I went back and I started reflecting, if I had a vision, is what it is now. Mm-hmm. That family vibe, that the energy that they have, like, that's what I seen. But when I look back over everything I kind of had going on, I couldn't exactly push that vision the way I wanted to. So it's actually really beautiful to see how it actually grew and the connections that were there. Because for a long time, I was like, we're supposed to be like a family. Like, it's supposed to be tight. And mm-hmm. I just feel like we ain't even together. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard when you're sitting president of an organization because I'm like, well, this on you. Like, if they ain't together, like, this looks like you didn't bring them together. There's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. And there, were, I, I can agree there were some probably some personal disconnects. But as a whole, I was able to grow from it. But yeah, that was that was my vision. I just wanted a place where everybody could come together and be passionate and just be open and true about who they were, because that was so much about self-discovery and self-awareness, just everybody being able to just truly be who you were and exist. You didn't have to be in a sorority. You didn't have to be affiliated. You can come and just be who you are and freely and openly and love each other. So that's that was my vision. And I think that's what they really embody right now. Well, they did that. They did that. Period. 
That's because the flip question I had was, uh, how do you believe a baby has grown um, once you joined it from its beginning and even now as an alumni um, mm -hmm. since you graduated undergrad, how do you believe a baby has grown and what do you look forward to for the future at Clemson? At Clemson, yeah. So, um, so it, you know, Mandy was just talking about how a baby was kind of like in this weird spot where we wanted this super cool familial feel. Um, but there were people who were joining the organization at the same time who already, you know what I'm saying, were at odds or had conflicts and they kind of weren't interested in doing that. You know what I'm saying? They just happened to join at the same time. Um, so getting around that was a little hard and it, and it put a baby at Clemson in a weird spot. Um, but when uh, my class came in and, you know, we, we came in real tight. And I think that we were intentional with that. And I think my membership director, shout out to Mama Leish. I think she was really intentional with that. And then Vanessa, you know, being um, in that first class and still being around and making sure that we really implemented that. I think um, with our class coming in really super tight and, you know, we, we stayed with the jokes. We stayed with the informal events, too, because, um, you know, we put on, you know, the way bikes and the bonfires and all that cool stuff. But. At the same time, you would catch us at my house in Thornhill on a random day just because. Or you would catch us in UV just because. Um, I think what we did was we cultivated a culture where it was like, maybe it's more than an organization, right? We're more than the events that we put on. We're more than whatever status we have on campus. Um, and I think it grew into uh, what I call at Clemson, one of those big three organizations where uh, MPHC is on it, CBSU is on it, or if a Bevy's on it, People love it. People want to be there. People want to be involved. People want to see what's going on. We're the movers and the shakers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Period. Period. And it was something to celebrate, right? So when I when we got that exec board together in winter of 18, and you know, we we went on a war path. We was like event after event. This is how the meetings are gonna go. This is what we want exec boards to look like. Go back and read the constitution because we're not about to go to this winter retreat and look dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that was important. I wanted that foundation. Like, don't stray away from your constitution. Like, I think part of me was like, this is the basis of it. This is what we're mm -hmm. about. So if you're gonna build off of it, then build off of this right here because it was. I mean, the constitution, everything was sound. Like it was. It, it was, was solid. And it laid a great foundation for where we wanted to start, right? So let's start by understanding where our lanes are. Let's grow from there by actually enacting and implementing some of those base events and using the KDF system. You know what I'm saying? I think our membership week was so great that everything we did was based off of membership week, right? Where it was just like KDFs, the family feel, raw fields versus cooked fields, knowing the purpose, knowing the pursuit principles, you know what I'm saying? Change projection growth, like, and we would just talk to each other about a bevy, and a bevy was always our topic of conversation. And so I think, you know, there were 25 of us in my class. Then the next class, 25 more. The class after that, 25 more. And so a bevy became this consistent presence at Clemson where people could not ignore what we were doing. And it made them even more interested in us because it was like, y'all keep doing stuff, but there's no y'all are really just doing whatever y'all want and having fun everybody else doesn't do that and it was like exactly we're finally having an organization where we're not held down by these strict guidelines and uh quotas and goals and stuff like that where no we're really just here to figure out who am i 
how do we achieve that vision of a more compassionate society? You know what I'm saying? And that self-awareness being pushed right when we came in. And y'all know I'm an, I'm an organization person. So when I became president, it was really like streamlined, right? So it was just like everything that's coming from the top down, we're going to implement. And we're going to put our own little twist on it, but we're still going to have fun while we do it at the same time. And I think that culture is still perpetuating itself now, where it's like, at the end of the day, we can do all this organizational stuff, but we're still going to be there for each other and have fun. You know what I'm saying? And then visiting the other sectors. Hey, well, y'all know already. You can ask the other sectors. Clemson to pull up. I definitely feel like Clemson changed. Um, they did. They meshed the business and pleasure part of a baby well together in the family aspect. So we definitely want to thank both of you from bringing it to ABET, to Clemson, to watering it and continuing to support the growth of it. Because Clemson sector, sector seven is definitely continuing with the legacy that you guys are leaving behind. So we definitely really appreciate that. That's what's up. That's how we can look forward to look forward to grow. Ain't that right, Mandy? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So y'all light up the comments. We thank you guys and we'll continue this conversation. In every avenue we can after this, man. Much love to y'all. Much love, hey, baby. Yeah, because because Clemson, as you see, was a different mindset. He definitely said something. Now you know when somebody says something memorable, I'm about to say, "Come on, Rebecca." Yeah. What he says something that informal gathering. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely something very powerful. And one thing that I like about ABB as a whole, ACG, the different sectors, and something Clemson brought to the aspect was mm -hmm. this is not a theater organization. Mm -hmm. This is not a I like art type girls organization. This isn't a I love music, so let's sit down and talk about music all day. It's literally the arts and education, which is mm -hmm. such a broad umbrella that these unique people was able to come to Clemson and like him saying these events that don't, you know, the events are, aren't always the same thing. It allows members to shine. Like if I'm into art, like visual art, that's what I'm into. If I'm into education, that's what I'm into. And this next sector, I feel like they definitely had a, I mean, I don't know how to word it. They had a very different demographic yeah. in their um, sector, which definitely pushed the experiences that were had. Like the demographic was very different. It wasn't just, you know, one type of people. <laughs> yeah. I think um, with this sector, it kind of, it at that point, again, every step we were going higher, but the baby always stood for the minority. Oh, and yeah. Because of where we were at USC, we, we define minority as well, not just because of that, but in general, we believe the minority is, is it has to do with race. It doesn't have to do with sex, where you're from, who you are. It has to do with the people who put their pants legs on, you know, two legs, put their pants on two legs at a time. Uh, what a baby represents for the minority are the individuals who think outside of the box, who are in a room and they recognize that everybody else in the room thinks different from them. Um, sure. That's what we believe the minority is. So us going to our first HBCU. And, Which was huge. That was huge. Like and, and being able to start a sector, I want to bring on somebody who who was there for a while from that first class at Claflin University. Y'all, y'all make some noise for Miss Winter Grant in the comments real quick. Shout out to Claflin. Shout out to hey. Claflin. <laughs> hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. 
we're glad to have you. Yeah, I'm really excited. Super hey. nervous. Nervous. Let me tell y'all something. Winter bust her tail for a baby, okay? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it, though. I really, really love this organization. Like, yeah. It was great. I was on here earlier listening to everybody else's experiences and I was like, oh, like I literally could relate to everything that everybody said. And I think that that's what makes this organization so special because everybody literally has like that same um, outlook on like life and what the organization did for them, you know? Yeah. One thing we talk about, we talked about with a baby at USC Upstate earlier was like a, a certain energy. Mm-hmm. Energy that defined not just the bevy, but the school and the the people at the school and what y'all went through at the school. Um, as far as Claflin, when the bevy hit Claflin, like this picture that that I've seen like on walls, this picture that flooded flooded the Instagram. As far as y'all's first group of people becoming like brothers and sisters, how did that feel to you? Why why was that important to you? Um, so I transferred from Winthrop to Claflin and, um, like whenever, whenever I was at Winthrop, like I saw a baby, but whenever I got to Claflin, like they were there too, or, you know, trying to form a sector or whatever, but that whole family, that whole bond, that whole sector, group of people, cohort, if that's what you want to call it. Um, I don't know, like that friendship or those that bond that I built or that you build with people through like membership week and like um, just getting to know people and being like, building. like that. Yeah. Building. Um, I couldn't think of the words. I'm sorry. But um, that, that just meant a lot. And just knowing that like you have these people who have your back and you have their back and um, you can reach out to them for like any and everything. And like, they'll help you achieve those goals, whatever you have. Like it's really, it's really good. I mean, it's it feels organic. good. <laughs> it's organic, and I don't feel like people who haven't experienced it understand how organically it they is. don't. Like yeah. it's so organic. Like here's the things you need to do, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you how to feel and how to come out of this. Right. I don't tell y'all to exchange numbers. I don't tell y'all to start group messages. I don't tell y'all to talk to each other after the night. We don't tell y'all to cry to each other. But it just builds this such organic, you know, connection. Hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely, you took the words out of my mouth. I can't, I don't know why I'm not thinking of anything, but you took the words literally right out of my mouth. Just that whole um, experience, it it is organic. <laughs> it's all good. Well, the, the main thing is with Claflin, what it taught me was that as far as when you have a type of people who go through something, mm-hmm. we become vulnerable. Um, on another end, we become prideful. On another end, we're very honest. On another end, we're very traumatized. But when you put all that together, we all need help. We all want to be helped. And then even deeper than that, we all have things within us to help others. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Claflin, once you guys got the ball rolling, we were able to go over the fence, right? To South Carolina State. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because that fence literally has a little opening. We ain't even got to go over it. Yeah, you just crawl yeah, right <laughs> so right now I want to bring in um, the first president, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how long she was president <laughs> at South Carolina State. Um, up in the comments from Ms. Nautica Watts. Hey, Nautica. 
Brian, but I'm well, let, let me get, let me get my talking out real quick, and then I do my last question. Yeah, you hit them on the head, however you feel like it. But I was I was very proud of these two young ladies as far as the representation of at that time, you know, pushing that that queen definition to another level. Oh yeah. When it comes to the idea of like, can y'all hear me? The opposite. Yeah, we can hear you. The two schools. I can't hear Brian though. I can't hear Brian. Okay. Once he stops talking, I'll start talking. I'm going to wrap up, but the two schools battling in certain facets, I think a baby at Claflin and a baby at South Carolina State came in out the gate. Like, okay, we are bringing things together for what I like to call a baby at Orangeburg. Oh, yeah. A baby at Orangeburg is like these two young ladies here. I'm always proud when it's a female president running a board or whatever the case may be. Somebody in the comments said Nautica was president forever. But no, because she was grinding since she was like two years old for a baby or something. Like, I really feel like Nautica was, you were what, 18? And we've been able to see your growth as an individual, but also like within your presidency, within, even when you weren't president, you were still handling business. Like, so bringing a bevy to Orangeburg, that's what we call it. You guys did something very powerful because for us, the minority, um, Brian explained what the minority means and what it means for the organization. But at PWIs, it's very easy to point out a version of minority. So bringing in that understanding to state and Claflin, how was that different for you guys? Like, cause you made, you built this community around being different and thinking outside the box. How was it for you guys building that connection and like outside of the organization, like the impact you had on the community? Um, I would say with a baby at state, um, just with our personal, like just our campus community, mm-hmm. I would say it wasn't as difficult because everybody was so eager to know what a baby was and what a baby stood for because you know they seen it at the larger universities like USC, USC Upstate, and things like that. So I would say it was a great experience, honestly. And for like our outer community, even like our high schoolers that we visited, even like nursing homes, I think we even got like over 10 people. And that's good enough to know what a baby was, what we stood for, what we do, and everything like that. So it was a baby in Orangeburg was really good to me y'all were set especially when it came to like that family situation listen i think y'all first retreat i was like oh yeah. oh they're serious orangeburg is in the house okay this this feel like an ow football game because they are <laughs> yes they are here but what made it so different for you guys because i feel like a lot of students that go to the pwi thought a lot about how did y'all make it special? How did y'all make a baby stand out um, for people to want to become members? I remember, I don't know what year it was, I had 120 applicants. Just wow. from state in Claflin. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I would say um, making it different, you know, just because we have like a sister school, Claflin. I would say keeping that family like a strong because I would call Winter and be like, Winter, like, what do we need to do? What do we what can we join in on? You know, what can we really make it bigger on both campuses? So I would think like that family that we have from school to school uh-huh. and then bring the 
organization impact to it. It's just like, wow, like, you know, this is really big on both campuses. You know, they really have like this, like you said, it's organic. Like it was easy mixing like both organizations at each school and just getting the word out there, I would say. So the family origin. Yeah, so similar to Nautica's like experience with um, definitely getting out like the mission and like what a bevy really is about, getting that out to the student, that was like a major part in bringing in like people um, or that's the major thing that set like our organization apart as well as the events that we put on too. Like we put a lot of thought into our events and um, especially whenever um, I was president and, you know, also Nia, like her events as well. Um, but we put a lot of thought into those and we really wanted to show that we, we were different and then that we, we did care about like what was going on with like individuals now and we wanted to really highlight that through our event. So I think that that's another thing that set us apart from other organizations as well. I feel like y'all did a great job like with setting that standard on your campuses. Y'all did a phenomenal job with bringing a baby presence for members and outside of that. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know if Brian has a question for you. My last question for you guys was, how do you guys feel about the networking outside of your own school? Um, I know for some people transferred from Claflin to state to a PWI to a different sector, like just being able to meet all those people. How has a baby helped with that? I would say the retreat at Winthrop really got me like that networking you know they had the different divisions where you could go to and you know mix and mingle with everybody I felt as though networking outside of like Claflin and State was really really big honestly because you know it's um, so many amazing people in all sectors but I think I really got to visualize and really see that for myself in person when we went to the retreat at Winthrop so that was me <laughs> um, <laughs> it does I think that is really important for us as as members um for well, former collegiate members I guess uh, and current members to take advantage of the networking opportunities um sometimes group meetings can be overwhelming for some people who aren't as um extroverted as others but um the retreats definitely help that I think and Things like this also really help that as well. So, yeah. Right, that's okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> I just had to leave and come back. That's how I like <laughs> uh, But I, we definitely appreciate you guys for checking in. My, my main question be a whole other episode. We may bring you guys back in, but it comes from an HBCU standpoint. Again, us representing the minority of maybe may have a specific, a more specific and unique impact to these, especially African-Americans um, as far as what we stand for and how we present the organization. I think my experience with both Claflin and State is vulnerability, you know, was, vulnerability was a whole other thing. It was, okay, I'm not ashamed of what I've been through what I'm going through, which all our sectors do that. But out the gate, my experiences with Claflin and State is this is this is how I'm traumatized, this is what I've been through in life. You know, I want help from it. And I think that's special. I think that's unique as far as what our curriculum stands for, what we want to do as an organization. Yeah. 
And I think all, all of our members, no matter where you are, whether you're at Winthrop, whether you're at Furman, whatever, no matter the type of school you're at, that you're able to be a part of an organization that allows you to be you, be honest, and have a safe place to express what you've been through and also see your avenue to become better. Yeah, I would um, second you on that because I remember, because I'm a founding member, and I just remember you coming and we were going through membership week and we had introspective night. And that's when literally everybody lost it. Everybody was in tears. And we really shared different stories and different backgrounds and really how we wanted to get over those things. And, you know, just really finding our real passion path and purpose. And that's when I was like, okay, yeah, I want to help people. You know, I want to be president. I want to get this across, you know, and like me being president all those years, I really like touching my heart, literally being president all those years, you know, I'm helping people find their passion, path and purpose. But when I started, I didn't know my own, but me going through that and helping other people, I realized, you know, this is something that I really want to do, you know, whether it's children's counseling, cause I work with kids, but you know, I want to help people know that you can overcome things and you can find your passion, path, passion, path and purpose. And you can literally become whatever you want and be successful no matter what you've been through. Amen. We're definitely proud of both you guys. Um both you queens, both you great women. I'm glad that you know you have been a, a part of my lives and will continue to do so. I uh, will definitely be in touch. Quarantine has shaken some things. We'll continue to have events, opportunities that we hope you guys will attend and be a part of. Um, yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. We're always cheering for you, rooting for you, even if it's from a distance. We definitely acknowledge all y'all growth. And appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Miss y'all. Bye. We're in the state to turn up in the comments. We're about to have <laughs> fun. So we're good to see y'all. Woo. Man. Jada Sam said, hey, baby, was one of her favorite parts of undergrad. All of this is like this whole. I don't know if we got a podcast on. We we call it a podcast. <laughs> it's been therapy for me for so long. Like it's this has been great. It's selfishly this has reminded me because it, it gets really hard sometimes. But selfishly, this has been a reminder of why we do what we do. Yeah. And why we have room to grow to expand on it. So I lose the vision. I lose the vision at times because. I battle with the world as far as, okay, what the world wants the vision to be. But moments like this reminds me of this is what we aim to do. Even in adding high school, middle school curriculum, even in adding um, young professionals that'll be mentors for all of our members, like this right here is letting me know that we built something that matters. We built something that has a purpose and we built something that can help lives. Yes. And for me personally, I feel like, you know, with these young adults we're about to add on the screen, they yeah. represent a different part of Abevi because when I met them, they were just so suave. Like, Holito was a different level of I'm cool, too cool, cool, but he was passionate. So, like, these young men, definitely, I was like, man, y'all way too cool for me to be out here searching for yourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but everything they brought to the table, everything they brought to the organization, everything they continue to bring to what a bevy is, is I can only, you know, applaud them. Yeah. When we talk about coming into the situation, not knowing who you are, not being confident, not having high self-esteem, 
these three people that were bringing to the stage defied that. They came in knowing what they believed in, knowing who they were, or at least believing they knew who they were. And so we want to see how they felt about, you know, how they've grown since then. So right now we want to bring uh, Mr. Clayton Cooper to the stage. Um, we also want to bring Mr. Keith Bell Jr. to the stage. And we got one more. We're going to wait on him a little bit because, look, when it comes to real estate, he's a busy man. So you always got to answer calls. We're going to open up with you two. And just, just some quick history, these three guys that we're going to bring on, they were part of the first, the founding class of a baby at Claflin. So right now, if you introduce yourself, Coop, you go first, Keith, then Nick. Let us know who you are. Let us know what you up to nowadays in life. What's up, y'all? Clayton Cooper. Uh, I went to Claflin. Um, right now, I'm in Charlotte. I'm still working on my uh, – I know my passion, but we're still trying to get that that purpose and uh, path together. But it takes some time. But that's how I got going on right about now. At work now, I had to step out. I had to dip out, step outside real quick so I can I, I can chime in. Yes. All right. Can you second time on the show? My second time? Um, I don't really have an update. I'm still – I'm at my mom's house right now, so I'm in Rock Hill. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was lonely in Atlanta. I just want y'all to know that. But y'all don't fool me, so I was lonely in Atlanta. So now, I, I remember my home. comment about how Tonto and Bryant have evolved through cavemen. I just want y'all to know, this man has not, at any given point of this quarantine, Yo. at all. I couldn't bring in the new year with... You know what I'm saying? Don't it's bad luck. You know yourself. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. So, so Nick, Nick, who are you? Tell us about yourself, my brother. Uh, what's up, y'all? I'm Nick. Uh, Nick Reinhardt. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm a real estate broker, real estate investor, licensed in North Carolina and South Carolina, and I'm working on Georgia. Uh, yeah. So, uh, that's been my passion. I actually found that out right after I joined the Bevy. And, and uh, I'm just in love with business and entrepreneurship. So uh, that's just, that's who I am. Uh, so at the gate, we got a main question for you guys, a main topic we want to hit on. Um, what we have across the bottom of the screen right now is that you guys are the triumvirate of testosterone that shifted a baby. <laughs> All right. We had to break it down in a specific way. That's the best we could break it down. Uh, when it comes to um, that pride, when it comes to, I don't, I don't want to give y'all too many adjectives because I don't want to paint y'all in a picture that y'all aren't anymore. But I do have a quote that I won't say one of you said, even though you said it. I'm glad to be in a bevy. It's like 96% girls and 4% cows. Who said that? I don't know. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. That topic... Who said that? that is, nobody said... Let's say nobody said it right now. We're all, we're all looking over here now. Damn. At that point, when you guys came into a baby, um, as young men, as young confident men, it, it moved me. It made me um, look at a baby a certain way, a different way. 
And so how did you guys feel coming into a bevy, uh, being what we can call self-aware to a certain extent? Uh, how did you guys feel when you looked at the whole spectrum of a bevy? Whoever want to go, go ahead. Uh, I'll go. Uh, so for me, uh, I really didn't know what to expect uh, because I think when we when we joined, like officially joined, I think there are only like five members, I think, uh, maybe like five to ten. So I didn't really know what to expect. But after the first meeting, I saw the vision and I knew I was kind of like on the edge of trying to figure out figuring out who I am and, you know, the, and becoming the man that I want to be. So I saw the vision and then I had other friends that joined it too, like Keith, Coop, and uh, I think Q. Q had just transferred to Clapham too. So I saw the vision and I was like, you know, in order to get to where I need to be and do what I want to do after graduation and, you know, uh, going forward, then this will help me definitely. All right, what about you, Cooper Keys? What? Why did you join a baby? Okay, well, with me, um, my first introduction to a baby was at USC, because um, I would go up there like on the weekend or something. I'd be with Denzel and whatnot. <clears throat> so my, that was my first introduction. So uh, the first thing I went to was um, Diary of an Aiken King, mm. something like that. So that was, that was my first real introduction to um, a bevy. And then from there, I just fell in love with it. It just made me fall in love with, like, my creative side of my brain. And then after that, I guess the rest history. All right, cool. What you got? Yeah, for sure. Like, I got introduced to it uh, through Keith. I went with him somewhere. Or I think he wrote one of them shows. And... From there, it's just like I seen how, like you know, like he just said, it brought his creative side out. And then when I'm talking with you, it was just more so. I knew my, I always knew my passion. I still know my passion now, but it's the purpose and the path that sometimes is the hardest part for people, and it's still the hardest part for me now. So it's just like I think about some of the stuff I've learned and people I've met. I have lifelong friends through a baby, and it's just. The, the whole finding your passion, purpose, and path is it's intense. And you have to really be in tune. Like we say all the time, you got to be self-aware. And sometimes it's hard. You got to take some hard looks at yourself in the mirror. And it's necessary to be able to grow. So that's just something I appreciate a baby for because, like I said, it's a growing process. Absolutely. Y'all dropping bars right now. So uh, another question I have is you guys coming in uh, being – Three of the, I can say, prettiest guys I know. Um, three of the, is I don't know, can I say shimmiest? Is that a word? I don't know. I'm not a cowboy. Uh, I don't know if that's a word. Big shot to cowboy. Uh, Y'all may ask the last question. Um, one thing, again, us being part of fraternities, us understanding, like, uh, growing in college as a young man, like what we need to do. Us growing up a certain way, we grew up um, quote unquote hard in different ways for all four of us. And so when we get to school, I think joining a fraternity was very important. Um, joining a fraternity, even if you don't say it's very important, we get a lot from that. I still get a lot from that. The, the brotherhood and, and the morals that it has instilled in me. But 
Just a question for all three of you. Again, answer in any order. What's something that a baby taught you or helped you with that that Kappa didn't? What what's, what are the lessons that a baby had not had? Or for, for me, it was. What's, for me? Oh, go ahead, B. Okay. Well, I, I didn't want to put Cap on the spot. We might cut this out. What's the lesson that you learned via a baby that you may not have learned in a fraternity? For me, it was more so not that I didn't learn it in um, Cap, but it was just more so how to be able to communicate better with um, some of the young women that we were around all the time. It's like, all right, so I could talk to my, my homies and the fellow brothers a certain way. But when we get to like some of the more sensitive subjects, I can talk to them a certain way, but I got to be able to talk and um, just communicate more effectively with some of the younger women we would have to deal with because it was more sensitive topics, whether it was stuff that they was going they was going through, like we could all communicate and we just wanted to make it a super safe space for everybody to feel comfortable talking in. So that's something that taught me just to be more conscious of how I how I communicate because sometimes I got a I got a smart mouth, so I just Learn how to tone, tone it down sometimes. Okay. Right. So to run this quick, I don't, if y'all had an answer, cool, you can, you can instill it. But as far as learning about that, that vulnerable side, Nick or Keith, what's, what's something that you revealed was vulnerable about yourself through a baby? Like how did the baby teach you to deal with something that you were going through or something that you needed to be better with? Just communication. In general, I'm not the most communicative person. So, like, being in the introspective part of um, New Members Week and having to share feelings and whatnot, that's different for me. So that, that really taught me that part of just, like, being more expressive of what's going on with me because you never know the person next to you might be going through the same thing or... Mm -hmm maybe have no same thoughts. So that was a big thing for me. So Nick, that leaves you for my last question before y'all may jump on that to the last one herself. Nick, why do you believe, because I admire what you do, uh, I admire your tenacity, your drive, your focus, um, your success. Why do you believe mm -hmm. it's valuable to pursue a passion or just building a lifestyle and, and chasing hobbies? Uh oh, we lost Nick. See, Nick, Nick know what he's doing, Keith. He do know what he's doing. <laughs> he know what he's doing. He done muted Say that last part one more time. He kind of broke up. There he goes. So as far as you admiring everything that you do, tell us. Say that, say that one more time. Can you hear me now? Tell us or tell the world why nah. finding, finding your passion instead of hobby hopping is uh -huh. so important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we lost the uh, I feel like it's so important because your passion is your passion makes you happy. Your passion I think that your passion brings out your true self once you find it. Uh Can you hear me? Hello. Hello? Can you hear me? 
Yeah, but we can hear you. <laughs> All right. So I think that your passion helps you find your true self uh, in a sense. I think that uh, for me personally, uh, when I found out what I really wanted to do, it just helped me grow mentally. It helped me focus on it. And uh, for me, like with business and real estate, it's like 90% mental. So when I tapped into a baby, uh, I knew that I had some things mentally I needed to work on and stuff like that. And a baby helped me get there. Once I built that mental capacity or uh, started to focus on becoming mentally strong, then I found my passion. When I found my passion, I found things that I needed to work on in order to become a, a better person, to live out my passion. So it's helped me grow emotionally, mentally, uh, in all type of areas. It's crazy. Uh, it's like a domino effect. Once you find your passion, uh, you, you continue to work on that. You continue to work on things that help you uh, progress in your passion, like, you know, mentally, emotionally, and just all areas. This is kind of like a domino effect for me. So, absolutely. So, just, just that's why finding your passion is, is really, really important. It's very important. So, we appreciate you guys for checking in. We had some technical difficulties, but overall, we want to applaud you guys for coming into an organization. Uh, being extremely confident, um, representing the story that a lot of us young black men have and wanting to have better for yourself. So I appreciate you guys for that. I want to thank you for tuning in. We're going to have each of you on here in the future. So thank you guys. Thank you. I just want you to know that we have the funniest A-Baby family. Because I cackled and had to get off camera. These <laughs> comments and I'm scared. Look at the comments. <laughs> I just want y'all to know that y'all give me life. But one thing that they said that was very powerful. You know, y'all had a little bro moment, so I had to get off for a little bit. Cool. But it was very powerful because when Coop talked about teaching him how to speak to like young ladies, I feel like a lot of times black men come to college with this hardness and vulnerability that they don't know how to mask and when you're in those introspective meetings and it's not gender you know and you have someone over there that you thought was like oh she's this she's that and then she's pouring out a certain you know a certain level of vulnerability it does change you as a man I mean I'm not a man but I've seen how it changes a lot of our male members and how they approach things. So I definitely wanted to applaud them on that. Absolutely. And, and we're looking at that dynamic and also looking at a, another certain dynamic. We want to have one last segment and go back to the sector that, that we started. Um, you know, the home team, you know. Home team, we want to go back to that passion. We definitely want to give a shout out to a baby at Francis Marion that was started in the last couple of years. A baby at Benedict. Yes, sir. Want to give a big shout out to a baby at College of Charleston. Well, so we do this ACG alumni party again. You're going to have way more alumni. You're going to have way more sectors. So we're very appreciative of everybody tuning in, everybody participating. But we're going to take it back home right now. 
Home team. Right. We're going to take it around the world, around the nation. Not even the nation. We're going to take it around the world real quick. And right now, we want to bring to the floor. Let's see if I can do it in alphabetical order. You know your alphabet? What's first? M or R? What's first? M. M is first. So first, I want to bring on my little sister. What's her name? The one and only Miss Maya Brown. Y'all clap it up for Maya in the comments. Hey, y'all. Next, I want to bring on. Uh, well, first, we want to shout out Maya. What's up? When, when did you graduate? 2017. And what did you? No, no. What, no, no, no. We talking about credentials. No, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, come on, real quick. 2019, you know, got the JD, the little Juris Doctor. What? You got what? You got the little Juris Doctor. You heard it. You heard it. You heard it. You know what I'm saying? We want to shout out JD, Maya Brown, Maya Brown, JD. I'm not sure how sure you say it. You know, I ain't as I ain't yes. as you. We want to shout out Maya Brown. So next, going in alphabetical order, what's what's next? An R or a W? It's the R. An R. So right now we want to bring on the creative, the innovative, the life shaking, um, the gut punching. One person who's gonna set you straight and let you know. You know, look you up and down and let you know you you can do a little better than what you're doing, but I believe in you. <laughs> I want to bring on Texas's own Raven McCullough. Uh oh, Raven. We can't do. We can't lose. Right? We all do. We need Raven. Oh no! There she goes. Yeah, we got you. I can hear you. Oh. How you, how, you, how you how you feeling, Raven? I'm feeling good. Hey y'all. I feel like I haven't seen y'all in so long. It's yeah. been years. In the house. <laughs> we been popping out. We ain't been giving the girls looks. <laughs> Definitely. And it's it's been a minute. And so last but not least, when we go back to this USC thing that we started, that y'all took to another level, that y'all reinvented. We want to bring in. I don't know. She's she she may be can be considered the face of a baby at USC historically. Definitely. I don't. I don't think anybody else would debate that. We we'd applaud it. So right now we want to bring on the one and only, world traveling, um, outspoken, honest, uh, soft in the greatest of ways possible. Man, I want to. I want to th throw some more adjectives, y'all, because I don't want to bring I mean, it uncut. Uncut. So, like compassionate. Uh huh. Um, supportive. 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 Uh huh. Um, I don't like the term. I don't know, like life of the party. Uh huh. Definitely. And it's it's really it's it says a lot because once we add her on the screen, I want you to know that she has a personal relationship personal with each one of us and we're all we, we're different ages you know what i'm saying so like that she's just she's just an awesome person yeah so we just want to hype her up as much as possible because when i say soft it's not even like a diss it's not no shade it's because she truly cares and we want to let her know that we care about her before we bring on. So y'all sent make some noise in the comments from Miss Whitney Sumter. Hey y'all are so sweet thank we, you I so love y'all we lost, we lost Raven. She gonna check back in, get her connection right. Anybody, she know how to figure that stuff out. So, so right now, yeah, you, you, you talk to them because I know I'm a cry man. These, these, like I say, 
I want to say look, because I care about them so much. I mean, I just want y'all to know, like, I met Maya after getting, you know, getting back to a bevy and being a program director. But despite how Whitney tries to put the story, I did not kidnap her. I called her up and said, you got business as usual. But the same with Maya and Raven, like, taking over and stepping into it. A bevy as a whole. Again, women, you know, you know how we do. But like, they constantly pushed what a bevy was at USC, and with each class or group, it changed. You know, the demographic of it. But like, these three women have something in common, and it's really their drive and their heart for mm -hmm. the organization and for people as a whole. But first of all, thank y'all. Because a baby at USC would not be what it is without y'all. Mm. It would not. Thank y'all. <laughs> thank y'all. Right. Thank y'all. That was, that was well, amazing. So t tell us, I mean, all of you don't have to answer. Whoever just, what has a baby been like for you as a student in the Oregon after? What has a baby done for you? Which you want to? Who want to go? <laughs> um, I can say I'll just go ahead. When I came to USC, I didn't know anybody. I transferred from Georgia. I had just moved from Georgia, and this was like the first organization that I joined. That really just like gave me a family, gave me friends, kind of just like helped me to understand USC, the different groups of people at USC. Um, but like, a baby was my family at at USC like that's how I got to meet people how I got to get like involved with everything so I think I really started like my life at USC with a baby so I definitely appreciate the organization um for me I always say a baby like saved my life and changed my life because it challenged me to deal with the parts of me that I don't think I was ever ready to and from there just growing with it I began to grow and I wish that I'm the person I, I am now <laughs> when I was in college and I've grown so much, but I thank a baby for that. And then like, I talk to these two all the time. I talk to y'all all the time and it's like a family and a friendship. And it really taught me just to like pursue your passion more than anything. Yeah. That. Okay, so I'll try to keep it short, but um, a bevy has taught me so much, like is, you know, somebody young on campus, you go to events, you go to like fashion shows and you do, um, like you just do a lot, especially as a freshman, like I was trying to be at everything, like just trying to meet people, get to know people. Um, and then one thing that stood out about a bevy to me was that it wasn't, if it was a fashion show, like fashion defined is not just a fashion show, like it's a concept show, there's something behind it, there's something with meaning there's so much intentionality and you learn so much like from that and being a part of that um like uh, the domestic violence events like being a survivor like through my grandma like that touched me like I had never been to anything like that before and like I would just go like sophomore year junior year. like it's just like something that you look forward to and you know that once you're in it like you're speaking to survivors speaking to people that might not have experienced domestic violence before but they're seeing it through that perspective, I guess. Like you're reaching a whole new audience every single time and they're not just events, like it's an experience and it'll actually like change you. So I feel like a baby just, uh, I don't know, just has a special place in my heart. 
it's it's really like this is awesome for me because Brian, you graduated 2012. I graduated 2014. And then Raven, what year did you graduate? 2016. And it's just like this is generations yep. of a baby at USC. <clears throat> and still having that connection and although like there's been ups and downs within that organization. I feel like the students who still get involved get the same thing out of it. And that's really because the foundation you guys laid down there. Because me and Brian weren't there to lay a foundation. We was there to just start it. We weren't there long enough for it to, you know, grow and get water. So you guys definitely did that. Thank you. One thing, one thing I've definitely... Um, I'm definitely proud of is the implementation of uh, depth in your thoughts, depth in your events, uh, definitely that Raven just mentioned, and just that idea of self-awareness, wanting to be more self-aware. One thing at USC that I observe now, but it's, it's getting so much younger that I kind of lose sight, but it seems like USC is the, the stomping ground for, I know who I am, I know what I want, yeah. can't nobody tell me nothing. As far as now, um, you guys being where you are in your lives, what do you feel the value of self-awareness can mean to USC right now? Because I'm a graduate. I'm a, I'm a ACG alum, you know, than you guys can. <laughs> um, for me, it's just like I talked about it earlier, that social media aspect. So social media suffocates you to the point where you have identity crisis. Mm -hmm. So I feel mm -hmm. like the self-awareness portion and the role that a bevy may play at USC and other universities is that reminding you, reminding you of who you are when you have all these other factors throwing at you. Right. Go ahead, Whitney. Um, I think for me, um, it's easy, like, when you're in college and things to fall into comparisons with other people and you know, the things that they have going on, like, just, like, staying in your own lane. Um, on Instagram, I think it was, like, maybe last week, a random survey came up, and it was, like, um, how do the posts make you feel about yourself? Do you ever feel down after looking at somebody's Instagram post? And do you have, does that ever make you feel, how does, does it encourage you? Does it do this and does it do that? Mm -hmm. The point I am in my life now, I think me in college would have, honestly, it makes me feel bad about myself. Like, you know, I don't want to go on Raven's page because she has this going on and Maya has that going on. Aya has something that, you know what I mean? But now I was able to honestly answer that survey and say, I feel good about me. Like. Mm -hmm. I'm self-aware about the things that I need to change, but it doesn't make me feel any less than of a person about myself. And I think for that so much, people get into comparing themselves to the next person. And then you see like, we all love the shade room, but if you go on those comments, these are celebrities, but the things that are said, I know it's funny sometimes, but really if you think about it, like, you're comparing yourself to someone else who's trying to fight their own battles. And it's like the comparison thing really is something that I feel like in college I fell for a lot and I wish I didn't because I mean, you're living, you are fine. You know, it's good. <laughs> Go ahead. Raven. 
I'll also say that um, I feel like, you know, social media is so heavy, especially because we're all in quarantine right now. People just have a lot of like free time on their hands. And the one thing that you have to be um, kind of aware of as well is that people put on social media like what they want you to see. Like that's not a real reflection of your life. So when you're comparing like sis just put up a new car, but you don't know. You don't know she behind on the payments. Like, you don't. there's so much stuff that like goes on in people's real lives. So you have to understand that it's like, you know, some people do post the real and those are the type of people that I like to follow because like if I'm struggling like with myself, like right now being self-aware, I know that I like struggle with anxiety or um, just like different things like everyday life. I know that somebody else, like me saying what I'm going through right now is going to help somebody else. So I feel like also like just owning who you are and being self-aware and promoting that and not really being ashamed of that is what will also inspire people. And I feel like, especially during this time, that's also something that's really important. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, as women, like, we definitely, I feel like we all understand that comparison. But that self-awareness, I feel like a lot of people need to know. Self-aware don't mean I got all the answers. Right. Like Raven said, I can point out what mm-hmm. the issue is and how I can avoid following these certain people that trigger it. Like I can't solve my anxiety issue, but I know I need to cut all this out. And that's just all self-awareness is, is knowing what you need and don't need in your life. So. Absolutely. So, so Maya, you again, having been a recent graduate, um, Mm -hmm. getting your law degree. Can you call it that? Is that a good, I can call it that a law degree. Yeah. Yeah. It's my law degree. Um, It's not a life degree. that's what the back home friends say when they don't know no better. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't want to mess the name up, but I definitely, as far as where you all where you all may have started to where you are now, Maya, what can you, you know, tell the world about where you are now in comparison to where you used to be five years ago, ten years ago? Like how has change affected your life and who you are now? Um, so I will say I'm surprised. Like sometimes I'm still just like, did I really go to law school? Like, did I do that? Um, but I think the biggest thing for me was just like, if you look at Maya from 2013, 2014, like I was a wild child. I was just like, I want to have fun. I'm going to go to class. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to pop off here. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z here. But like now just looking at myself, I'm still surprised. Like I wake up some mornings and I'm just like, this is not my life. Like, who is this person? I completely changed the whole 180. Like, girl, who are you? Um, but I appreciate it. And I think a lot of like that growth was just like, like Raven said, like truly being self-aware. Like I was always like, I knew I was smart. I knew I could get it done if I wanted to do it. I knew I always wanted to help people. I just didn't know like what I wanted to do to do that. And I remember like when I was an undergrad, I was like, I'm going to major in finance so I can get to the money and still help small businesses. And then I went to law school and I was like, well, I can help small businesses. I can help people. I can help corporations. I can still do everything that I wanted to do originally. But like now I have more of a reason to do it and to get it done versus me an undergrad. It was like, just get the degree so you can get a job. But like now, like the true purpose has popped out. Yes. Finding that purpose. Yeah. So Maya mentioned purpose brings me to Raven. Um, One thing you mentioned earlier was the idea of, if I'm not mistaken, Fashion Defined brought you to a baby. Um, the the things around Fashion Defined, you mentioned it being something that has a meaning. 
So in what you do in your day-to-day life now, what you do as far as your vision, your dreams, your career, how do you implement the idea that, quote unquote, everything should have a purpose? Like I should be able to make an impact on with anything I do. Hmm. Okay, well, I would say um, I feel like my purpose has always been, you know, within me, like when it comes to like my personality and like my relationship with God, I feel like I always want people to see the God in me. So like if I'm at work, you're going to see it. If I'm at church, you're going to see it. I mean, obviously you will hope um, <laughs> the gym, the YMCA, if I'm at kickboxing classes, like I just feel like there's always something greater than me in me. And I feel like that's always been God. Like from, you know, five years ago when we were in college um, to right now, like that's one thing that's always been like really constant in my life. And like, I might not be like preaching about it all the time, but like when I tell my testimony or when I share a story or um, just like life experiences, I always like, you know, shout out to God cause he got me here. Or like, I didn't do all this on my own, so. Um. Yeah, I don't. Did that answer the question? <laughs> that that that's an answer to me because there's a layer of that to everything. Yeah, there's nothing in everything that we do, and uh, whether it be a conversation, whether it be a post, there's a confidence in it, but at the same time, a humility because of what you just described. And I think the world, not just us, but I think the world should appreciate that in the great Raven McCullough. <laughs> I'm real proud of y'all. Yeah, so so yeah, what you got for Whitney? This last question for Whitney before we 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 turn up a little bit. If you could give, I mean, it's really about the growth. You've already touched on it, but I feel like the three of you t- got a lot out of a bevy. But what advice would you give someone who is currently in a bevy? to get the most out of it. Like to be able to go through the process to be a member and actually leave as impacted as you guys were. Um, I feel like I would really say like, if you're in a baby now, try to find your why for the moment. It might change tomorrow. Like, you know, just like school, like you think you want to do this, this and that. Like when I joined a baby, I was like, I just want to do something on campus. And when I got into it, I found my why. Um, and, you know, we did little different things, but overall it was helping people. And whether it was getting donations for this event or, like, you know, giving getting donations for a retreat or doing Habitat for Humanity, building that house. Did I want to be nailing stuff? No. Did I want to hit my fingers? Yeah. No. But, you know, we did those things and you give it all you've got and just like, just for your why, like at the moment, like appreciate your why, even if for like a moment, like right now in my life, I'm content and I don't know if I'm going to be doing my job forever, but I'm going to appreciate my why. And it's like leaving your mark on your why. Like if you don't make a difference to anyone else, know that you're doing something to be proud of later. So yes, I like that you said why for the moment, even if it changes. Yeah. Cause it's, it's probably going to like, maybe you're gonna change. I don't want to be on a boat forever. But for now, I love it. Yeah. Yes. For the moment. 
thank you guys so much for joining us reminding us what this was about this is definitely like a timeline of a baby usc thank you for having us you guys represent the exec board that really shifted everything <laughs> for for the bad and the good I'll leave it at that because no. I want to know. Every radio is a you know we're we're a candid and honest show. We ain't here to just everything you've heard tonight is the truth. They know exactly what I'm talking about, and I, I appreciate them for that. That's how they got the call to be here tonight, and their their conversation is going to continue forward. Um, we're going to continue to dive into their lives, their the changes they've been through, the progression and the growth um, from everywhere they you know. Um, and like I said, we are still rooting for everybody that we've ever encountered. We've been following and like just super proud of the growth everybody's shown over the years. Thank y'all so much. Y'all helped with a lot of like. Well, I know I'm embarrassed you got it sometimes, but I really appreciate you keeping me together. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Thank y'all. We got to get Thank you for, for tuning in, and we're going to see you guys later. Yes. Man, this has been a wild episode. We're going to have to like talk. I don't even know what we can talk tonight. We're going to jump in these comments. We're going to have to have a little chat in the morning. Because. We definitely going to have our recap in the morning. Yeah, man. This, to, tonight really took me to a place. To where you really recommit and re refigure out what life is like. Like you reestablish what you know that life is about. Yeah. It definitely. Sometimes you need that reminder. Yeah. Um. I don't even know how to wrap this episode up. I'll speak for me and a yacht as far as art that you can introduce into your life. Make sure you check out um, a baby's YouTube. There's a lot of history there. Make sure you follow a baby INC on Instagram. Make sure you follow a baby INC on Twitter. Um, a baby radio. Check um, episodes. Check out a baby.org. Learn about the organization. Read about the organization. And follow the people who we talked about tonight and look at their journey. And, and you definitely tell yourself through pictures. You yeah. definitely can tell history over through pictures. I do have my book recommendation for the day. Throw it on, yeah. Let us know. Real quick. And I think it aligns with what this whole episode was about. It's by my auntie. It's called The Origin of Others. I I'm big on racial identity and just identity as a whole, but this definitely dives into the who we are and like our core origin, like politically through storytelling. If you guys know anything about Toni Morrison, you know, it's deep, but it's a real quick read, but just to dive into who we are and why we do the things we do. Yeah. I'll make sure y'all check it out. Like I said, I'm distraught right now. I'm about to hop in the comments from my personal account, see who in there. I'm going to talk, talk trash, but it's all love. I'm going to talk love, even if it's trash. Y'all know my number. Everybody who in there know my number. If not, I'll throw it in there. But yeah, man, I love you. I love you. I love you, too. This was awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you to everybody who came through. Tony Tonto. We ready? Tony Tonto going to take us. We're supposed to be done at 9. If you didn't know, 
most of our alumni, I ain't gonna say most of our alumni, all of our alumni are of age. And tonight is special, especially this edition episode because we are celebrating. It is a party, so grab whatever spirit, whatever makes you happy, whatever you do to celebrate. Big shout out to all our May graduates, May 2020 graduates, our December 2019 graduates. Big shout out to our graduates from the past and big shout out to our graduates of the future. Thank you all for tuning in to a baby radio. Tony Tonto, take us home. I'll see you guys in the comments.